0: Good morning, and welcome to the Donuts and Divorce podcast. Where in the early morning hours, fueled with some strong coffee and donuts. We tackle the hard topics about families going through a separation or divorce. I'm Dorothy O'Neill, your host. I'm a partner and founding member of BOK Law and Mediation Services, located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I practice in the field of family law. I also serve as a neutral mediator in divorce and separation cases, and I'm a trained collaborative divorce practitioner, which means I can offer a unique divorce process used to settle cases outside of court, listening to the specific needs of the family. So believe it or not, it is the beginning of January 2022, and it it really is an exciting time of year. I mean, we made it through the holiday season. And as I kind of sit here eating Christmas cookies for breakfast for now the fourth day in a row, stop judging, all I can think about is, oh, wow, it's that time of year that we hit that restart button. And as is always the case in January, pretty much everywhere you turn, people are kind of buzzing about their New Year's resolutions, right? Or at the very least, there are a plethora of ads out there about how you can achieve your New Year's resolutions goals uh, with this product or that service. So, of course, the focus this time of year is certainly on positive changes to plan for a bigger, better year, right? And after t- 2020 and 2021, 2022 has to be better, right? So, obviously, you know, we always see the usual New Year's resolutions this time of year, like working out on a regular basis, or cutting the budget so you can afford your dream vacation, or taking more me time, which are all fantastic resolutions. And ironically, they all have one thing in common, and that's planning. So no matter the resolution, let's take, for example, working out. And we can even make it more specific. Let's say somebody wants to lose 20 pounds. Well, more than likely, that person plans on a daily or weekly basis what he or she is going to do to achieve that goal. And that often involves, you know, research to determine what foods to eat, what exercises to do, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a specific plan or roadmap in place to achieve that resolution or goal. But if your new New Year's resolution or if your new goal involves getting a divorce. A tool I have used for some of my clients is treating that reality kind of like a New Year's resolution plan, which again includes articulating that specific resolution, setting specific goals, researching and identifying a roadmap for your next steps, checking in on the status, and then ultimately achieving your end goal. So we are going to discuss just that in today's episode, but first... I certainly recognize that more than likely, your intention to pursue a divorce isn't an idea that just kind of popped up since New Year's. It's likely something you have probably been agonizing over for several months now. And most people who are contemplating a divorce often feel super overwhelmed, uh, often disorganized, and kind of stuck in this like cloud of uncertainty, right? That's what a lot of people describe to me when they come to talk to me. So again, utilizing this tool or practice, it has worked for some clients, and I'm not going to say that it works for everyone, but it's been helpful to focus them on planning through the divorce process. It kind of centers them to, to be able to sift through, understand it a little bit better and even just tackle the divorce as a whole. So again, this is a tool. This is a practice may not be for everyone, but it's helpful in understanding where you are and where you need to go. So to start, you know, as with any resolution, you need to identify your specific goals. So basically, you know, if you proceed with a divorce in a perfect yet realistic world, what do you hope to accomplish? And for example, some of your goals might include settling your divorce case outside of court with the least amount of hostility possible with your ex. It could include protecting your children's well-being and assisting with their adjustment to this transition. And it could include ensuring that your financial needs are met. So basically, your goals can be as broad or as narrow as you would like them to be, but they should be prioritized and they should be realistic. Clearly, a goal that involves igniting the downfall of your spouse. Well, I'll give you a grade A for creativity. That's not usually productive. It's not realistic and just generally be avoided. So that is step one, identifying your specific goals. And I always encourage clients to write them down. So, that they can actually revert back to them when or if they're feeling kind of lost in the divorce process. So, so similar to like journaling, get yourself a notebook or some avenue to write down things through your divorce process so you can kind of look back and understand where you're at. So, step two then is research. So, if you are not sure how the divorce process proceeds, and quite frankly, most do not, or if you're not sure what even your options are, you may want to do some research first to assist with kind of generating your goals or even preparing yourself for your next steps, right? And when researching, though, you really have to be careful. I mean, obviously, the internet is the go-to for most of us. It contains a wealth of information. Um, But I know this may sound shocking in this day and age, but not everything on the internet is accurate or even relevant to your specific state, um, I, I know I've said this before on the podcast but each state handles divorces differently so obviously if you're looking at divorce laws in Idaho it's probably not going to be helpful to you for your divorce in Pennsylvania so because of the difficulty of getting you know good and accurate information the research phase is a really good time to consult with an attorney to kind of discuss your goals discuss what your legal options are what the processes look like um, so that's that's usually the best time. Go talk to somebody who's an expert in the field that can accurately say, okay, this is what happens in Pennsylvania, or this is what happens in Ohio, or you know, you know, wherever you may be. And some of the things to consider in this research phase include, you know, what procedure are you and your spouse going to choose to obtain your divorce? And remember that you don't all have to go to court and fight it out. There are several other options available to you to get through a divorce in a more amicable manner. It's not always going to be uh, kumbaya, but um, there are better options, in other words. And I've talked about them on the podcast before, but there's the kitchen table settlement approach, there's mediation, there's the collaborative divorce process. So again, talk to your attorney about the pros and cons of each and every one of these processes and see which one is a good fit for your family. And yes, I specifically say your family, because I, I want to emphasize that while you may be tempted to maybe choose litigation to kind of get that opportunity to light up your spouse in the court of law, is that really what's best for you? Or is that what's best for your kids? I mean, will it absolutely solve the problems that you're facing right now? Or is it kind of just a validation that you're looking for from the court? Because I will assure you, as most attorneys will, more than likely you're not going to get that validation that you're searching for. So I know that's a little bit of hard love, but keep all of that in mind when you're trying to figure out what's the best option to proceed. And you'll also want to research general information about your divorce case, your custody case, or your support case. So ask questions like, you know, what does a judge consider when dividing up the assets and debts? What are they looking at? What are they looking for? Uh, What are your options for custody? How does a weekly schedule look with your ex? Um, How do you do holidays? How do you do vacations? What do you do if you disagree on where the kids will go to school? Um, And how much support will you have to pay or can you expect to receive? How do other expenses come into play? So there are a lot of questions that go into all of this. And while you may not get absolute succinct answers as it relates to your case at this initial phase Um, you can at least get some general understanding during this research phase. So these are all questions you should be asking to educate yourself on the process. And again, an attorney is your best resource to help you answer these questions, uh, particularly in the state where you'll be pursuing that divorce. So again, I always encourage people to, to talk to an attorney. Talk to a couple if you want to get some other ideas from other attorneys. I mean, sometimes this stuff is Creativity. And so attorneys have different ideas on how things could proceed. Um, So, step three then is develop a roadmap or a plan. And once you and your spouse have kind of chosen the specific process for your divorce, you and your attorney can help or can develop a roadmap to achieve that goal. So, some of that roadmap may include gathering financial documents to evaluate the assets and debts that will be divided. Uh, between you and your spouse through the divorce. It, it could include sending proposals back and forth to reach a settlement. It could include meeting with the attorneys, both sides, with the attorneys in each party to kind of negotiate a settlement. So you're having open conversations at the table. So your roadmap will help guide you to reach your goal of finalization. It can also be another good tool for you if when you feel like your divorce is never ending, which you you probably will feel that way at least at some point through the process. If you look back at your roadmap, you can see exactly where you are and what is left to accomplish. So that's another good phase to spend some time on with your attorney to specifically maybe even write out what's a roadmap look like for you. And again, keep it in that journal with your goals so you know exactly where you're at and where you need to go. So step four then is testing your consequences. So if you and your attorney you know, are talking about a specific settlement proposal that you want to send to your spouse, or just talking in generally of what you would be willing to settle for as part of the divorce, make sure it's something that can actually be attained. And what I mean by that is you really shouldn't commit to keeping the marital residence, for example, if it's impossible for you to refinance the mortgage into your name only. So test that by talking to a mortgage lender to make sure it's feasible Also, check your spending plan or your budget to make sure that you can actually afford keeping the house. Work with your financial advisor to make sure this settlement meets your financial needs and is feasible. So you may end up testing the consequences by seeking outside advice or guidance from other professionals to ensure that there are no surprises in the settlement should you end up committing to it. Other examples of professionals that you can look to would be like a CPA to make sure there aren't any tax surprises you know when you file for taxes. So that's step four, testing your consequences, which then leads us to step five, which is finally reaching that end goal. And it's important to remember that throughout the process, adjustments can and probably will be made to your roadmap. So please don't think that it is a stringent thing. You have to be a little bit fluid with that. But if you stick with your goals and remain centered, you can and will get to that end goal. And just remember to regularly reflect on what is most important to you. Steer away from those temptations to make this about winning or losing. The reality is that no one wins in a divorce situation and I would venture to guess any attorney and I know certainly any judge would tell you that. So I know it's hard to kind of steer away from those feelings of, well, he's not going to give me that, so I'm not going to give him that or she's doing this, so I'm going to do that. But really try to do that because that's what makes divorces ugly when you're kind of trying to get that one leg up over your ex. But also cut yourself a break. Divorce is hard. Separation is hard. And transitioning to an entirely new life is hard as well. So remember to check in with yourself. Ask yourself, what do you need? What do you need right now? Do you need to do some self-care? Do you need to get into counseling to make sure you have an outlet for your emotions? And I, I know I say this a ton, especially on this podcast, but there is no guidebook for this stuff. And no one gets through it unscathed without feeling some really hard emotions. So just remember to take care of yourself too, whatever that may look like. And hopefully your end result or your end goal will be a good fit. Hopefully it will you know protect the children, protect you and put both spouses in a place where they can move forward and be financially self-sufficient. And that is really the vast majority of the end goals for divorce cases is making sure we can separate families into two succinct entities that can function um, and thrive. Keep those steps in mind for your uh, New Year's resolution if it happens to be pursuing your divorce. And that is all I have for this morning. Thank you for listening to the Donuts and Divorce podcast. If you have a question or comment, please feel free to email me your feedback at doneal at boklawfirm.com. I do make every attempt to read everything, but I can't necessarily respond directly to you. I may use your questions and comments as inspiration for new shows. Remember that the Donuts and Divorce podcast is intended as a general reference and is considered general advertising. Any listener should check for changes in any applicable laws and should consult with an attorney on any legal issue. No attorney Client relationship is formed by listening or participating in this podcast. The information provided does not constitute legal advice, and any thoughts or commentary by the podcasting lawyers is provided as a service to the community and does not constitute solicitation or legal advice. Any information provided is on an as-is basis, and the lawyer and law firm make no warranties and disclaims all liabilities for damages resulting from its use. Nothing provided in the podcast should be considered a substitute for advice of competent legal counsel, and in the event the podcast receives emails about the subject matter, no attorney-client relationship is created via that email communication. Thank you.